I decided to call my podcast Mindblowingly Mundane, I didn't quite envision how mind-blowing mundane moments can be. But then things happen all of a sudden and then you sit back and wonder and realize you named this right. Hi ladies and gentlemen, this is Preetha and welcome back to my podcast Mindblowingly Mundane where we talk about the little moments of inspiration, epiphanies during a normal workday when we are doing something quite ordinary, quite routine and suddenly there is a, there is a little spark that makes you pause and think about it and then wonder if um, that can stay as a little lesson for the rest of our lives. And that is the aim of this little space in this wide, gargantuan world of the internet. It's a little spot where we pause for a few minutes. And thank you for doing that with me. Today's story takes place over a cup of coffee and a piano lesson. My daughter is preparing for an upcoming recital, so she has decided to pick three pieces and she has decided to memorize them and she wants to play them from memory, which is wonderful. Her teacher has encouraged that deeply, and so that's where we're going with it. However, there is a particular piece and a particular note in that piece where she seems to get repeatedly stuck. Now, I do not play the piano, so I cannot offer any technical help, but I have noticed the more she gets stuck, the more she gets frustrated, and then she has to step away from it. And then, of course, the next time she plays, she plays it better. Today was no different. She was doing that over and over. And I was watching her while having my cup of coffee in the evening. And then I asked her, I said, sweetie, why don't you just stop, um, get a drink of water or have some milk, and then maybe you can go back to it later. Or don't worry about it tonight. Maybe we do it tomorrow. And she looked at me with with a look that made made it seem like I was asking her to quit, right? And quitting is not okay because it would be something like she had failed and so her um, response was but no but I have to get this I'm like I I, I, I totally get it don't, don't worry I'm not asking you not to do this all I'm saying is that why don't you just take a break right now and then it'll be okay and she was um, being a woman with a mind of her own as a 10 year olds are these days um, she wanted to play it again and so I, I told her I said fine you play it one more time and if you get stuck let's just stop for the evening And so she did, and, you know, predictably so, she got stuck, and she looked at me. Her eyes had tears, there was anger, there was a lot of sadness. And then um, I just looked at her, and I said, are you okay? And she goes, I hate it. And I'm like, what do you hate? And she said, I hate it when you're right. And I was was not only um, very deeply complimented, because she went on to say that I hated how you're always right. But then she said something very interesting. And then that's what led to me thinking about uh, a question I think we should all be asking ourselves at some point. She said to me, she said, Mom, do you, do you like to prove someone wrong? And I paused for a second and, and I said, um, not really. I mean, sometimes, yes, but not as not as habit and my husband commented that she had asked him the same question and he had answered in the negative so I asked her I said why do you say this who are you trying to prove right or wrong and she said well you said I couldn't do it and then if I had proven you um, wrong then and, and I would have got it right then that would have made me feel really really good 
So, um, and then she started to cry again. And then she said, but I hated that you're always right. So I just listened to her. I asked her to sit down and got her a drink of milk. And then we started talking. And as we did, and I tried to explain to her about good pride and bad pride, about, you know, wanting to be right versus doing something for oneself, it made me think at a deeper level. Because I think all through our lives, we have, um, as adults, we, we face a delicate balance of, you know, having to, um, you know, overcome challenges that are thrown at us um, and, and overcome those with goals that we set for ourselves that are far-reaching or maybe a temporary win over a certain situation. So as I was talking to my daughter, uh, we talked about, um, you know, successful people in history and, and her love for the Beatles and, and, you know, people in every facet from um, Rosa Parks to Rabindranath Tagore to Edison to um, her, her own dance teacher to anybody who, you know, even Stephen Hawking, who she deeply admires, anybody who's been successful, um, I think... They were so because of the goal they set for themselves rather than answering to someone else. So that made me think even deeper and and wonder that, you know, our egos are interesting things. Sometimes just to prove somebody wrong, we take on a task. But what happens is, I think, once we accomplish it, I truly wonder if that victory is our own or does it belong to someone else? And on the same token, if somebody else has proven us wrong and we have not been able to, um, you know, um, live up to that challenge, that defeat is more than self-defeating. And it, and unfortunately, that defeat only belongs to us. We beat ourselves up. So I, I thought about this and we were talking about this and over and over again, and I just realized that And I was telling this to my daughter that, you know, once you start doing that, once you look at um, negative comments or challenges that are put to you to take one action or the other, you've you've made yourself a puppet with drawstrings, right? And somebody else is pulling those strings for you. And just the same thing we say about living our lives on relative terms versus absolute terms, Um, It's the same thing. Once you start living on those relative terms, you have lost the joy of feeling triumphant for your own achievement and feeling your, um, your struggles and appreciating your struggles during the downtime. So does that mean we don't look at challenges that come our way and the next time we're in a workplace or somebody says, hey, so-and-so, I bet you couldn't do this? No, I I don't think so. I think we do. We, We look at it, we take on a challenge, but maybe that should not be the motivating factor for us to succeed. Maybe the the motivator is in the mirror, is within us. It's the person you um, you look at yourself and say, "Yeah, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for the for the woman or the man in the mirror, and not so much um, for what someone else said." It's a simple thought, really. But in talking to her, I I was very um, 
you know, as I was amazed at her, um, at her observation, and it was such a simple thing. It was her little ego that was very badly bruised because she had to face a situation where she had, uh, where I had proved myself to be right, apparently in her eyes. So it makes me also think is how we choose our words and what we say and how we may inadvertently challenge somebody without realizing and how we may consciously put ourselves in those situations. So something to think about. Have a wonderful day. And uh, till next time, this is Preetha signing off from my podcast, Mind Blowingly Mundane.